You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on? Welcome to Grind Season. This is Anthony Sane, one of the co-hosts of the Grind Season podcast, along with my good friend, Jason Smith of the Jason and John Show, which you can hear every Monday through Friday on 92.9 ESPN. Of course, they are Odyssey Station. Jason, what's going on, my brother? Not much, sir. Very excited about tonight's show. We'll get to the reason. Uh, still trying to figure out what the hell happened with the Grizzlies where you were yeah. up 23 and lost by 20-something to the Bulls. I can't believe yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a nice uh, Yeah, that's a nice difference. Nice point differential, man. You were up 20 nice. and lost by 20. It's, it's never a good place to be for sure. But we're, we're not going to waste much time on that, Jason Smith. I got somebody on today who I think can mm-hmm. help us get over that uh that Chicago lost on the road. He is a good friend of me and yours. We both have done a lot of things with him on and off the air. Uh he, he's been out of the game for a minute, Jason Smith. He, but we are we are the first podcast, actually the first show. He came on when he first you know got away from radio. But this is the first podcast he's done. Good friend of mine, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Peter Emerson is joining us today. Ah! Only, uh, <laughs> Peter Everson, what's going on, my brother? Look at this. Man, good. Man, we made it, man. We united and it feels so good. They ain't heard him sing in a minute. I gotta get get that uh, Jason Smith, that that bass. I gotta get that little bass line. (laughs) I used to I used to sing along and I'm not supposed to say this, but I used to sing along in the car with you guys, man. It would be Ah, to me, to me, it was like a trio because I on my on my way to sun, I like was every morning. morning. Every morning all the way to school. Back in the day, you couldn't talk about that. That was uh, you know, we yeah. it was like you know, WCW and WWF back in the day. You couldn't mention the yeah, other, other faction out there, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy to have you two back together. I think the world's been waiting on this. It's the three, it's the three of us, to be honest, because you know, the, the world may not remember back many, many, many moons ago. Mm-hmm. Jason Smith made his radio debut with yours truly back mm-hmm. uh, over on the, the, the sports 56 airwaves before, uh, you know, he blew up with uh, the, the folks at 92, nine. And right. um, it was, I was, I mean, I could, I told, and Jason could tell you, will tell you this. I told him in the parking lot of Flynn broadcasting, one of the least beautiful places in Memphis. <laughs> I told him, I said, you're made for this, man. I said, this man is made for this. I said, is the, the voice, mm-hmm. the style? I said, he's made for this. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy that, you know what, I'm happy that it's come true. And then, of course, Anthony's saying, you, everyone knows, you know, you and I relationship go, goes oh, way yeah. back. My brother, so, man. That's, 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 it's just not, it's nice to see you guys, man. It's, it's, not, it's nice to be oh, back oh, yeah. in the mix a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm just going to just dip my toe here and there. I'm only doing this because, you know, I, I love you guys. So that's, that's, I just want to want to get back in there a little bit. Appreciate hey, you, I, this ain't me buttering you up, and I know Sonny's got a lot to tell you too. But the Memphis media, Memphis in general, we miss you, and we miss your voice, brother. We miss your perspective oh, yeah. and everything else. So I know as long as you're happy, we're happy. Uh, but we miss you, brother. We absolutely Man, I am. Here. I am happy, but uh, but I do. I do miss. I miss you guys. I, I miss. I miss. You know, there are certain aspects I don't miss. Uh, there are certain individuals I don't miss. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. and there are certain individuals I do miss and, and you guys are amongst the latter for sure. Uh, I, I have such appreciation and respect for the way that, that both you guys have gone about your business, too. Uh, and I'm thrilled that uh, the, the, the grind season's a way for you, you know, for everybody to kind of come together and, and do something fun and you know, a little bit off the off the books, a little bit, you know, kind of off the mm-hmm. off the beaten path a little bit. Kind of, you know, you don't have to 
go through s- some of the corporate stuff that that that, that you have to do uh, yeah, for in, sure. in the other way. You know what I mean? So it, it's nice. It's nice for that to happen, man. I just I'm just I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to be part of it, man. I, I you know yeah. This season's been so weird, anyway, man. I don't I don't even know where we go. Honestly, <laughs> that's why we need. Who, who knows, man? Peter, I'll say one thing that that definitely since our days of doing radio, me and you days of doing radio have ended. Mm-hmm. All the time, there's stuff that happens. I was like, damn, man, this is one of those days I still wish we had a show. Like, there's so many things I wanted to talk about, like outside of just Grizzly stuff, because we can, of course, yeah. come on here and we can talk with even more liberty here than we could even on the radio. But mm-hmm. there's certain news stories that I, man, I was like, man, I, me oh. and Peter would have told that thing up, man, for sure. Man, it's 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 like this, um, you know. I don't know when like it's today drop. with the whole uh, angel. Uh, exactly, uh, I was gonna say that that whole yeah, thing, man. I, you know, it, man. That's such a ridiculous situation, and uh, yeah, man, there's there's <laughs> there's so much nonsense and bias and stupidity from a lot of aspects of the, these these folks in, in in sports media that uh, I do miss coming on and kind of you know taking shots as much as I can at those folks. Mm-hmm. I always felt like, you know, we had a responsibility to yeah, man. speak truth to power and, mm-hmm. you know, to, to the extent that, that we can. And like, I always felt like, you know, just since we're being candid on, on, on this, this podcast, um, mm-hmm. you know, I always felt a special obligation, um, I guess, you know, because where I'd come from, because of the color of my skin, that I could say some things that maybe... Anthony couldn't get away with, uh, or mm-hmm. maybe, you know, you back in the day couldn't get away with Jason, or maybe, you know, CJ back in the day couldn't get away right. with. I felt obligated that if, you know, because it's, it's perceived differently, whether that's not fair, but that's the truth is that some people will perceive it differently. And I always felt like that's an obligation that, that, that I, I had, that if I, I wouldn't be doing right by the city that is, you know, majority <laughs> black to mm-hmm. speak with a voice that is, aware of that and that is sensitive to mm-hmm. that and you know i i just i think that that's that i i look and i i don't i still don't think enough people understand that concept going forward right yeah man i definitely feel yeah. you on that that's definitely something that i always respected you know when we did our show we could come in and just say how we we felt about things now mm-hmm. how that turned out yeah you know, that's debatable but but you know who cares at the end of the day man like we uh i, I rather i rather live a life where i feel like i was being genuine like I served purpose, like I like I was part of the greater sure. good. That's definitely how I felt. Oh yeah, uh, Monday through Friday. From I, I can tell. Yeah, I can tell the stories now. Um, you know, we I, <laughs> I, I got in trouble with the previous employer mm-hmm. because I said something. It was very benign, honestly. Like I mean, it wasn't much mm-hmm. to it, but I just talked about how the former president, uh, the one who's indicted. Uh, he said uh, how he, the way he was speaking to folks. How dare you? It was on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. And I said how he's mm-hmm. speaking to folks is. I said this is this is. I said the discourse in this country, man, is getting coarse. I remember coarse. That's the word I use. Coarse, because mm-hmm. I think it's true. We're not talking to each other with you know sensitivity respect. and appreciation mm-hmm. with respect. I got called into the office for that. Yeah, and threatened that they were going like fire me. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you know, I don't doubt it, man. And I said, I, I'll tell you what I told. I, I said, I want to let you guys are going to actually try to fire me on Martin Luther King Jr. Day for <laughs> saying <laughs> that the discourse in this country needs to be better. That's y- y'all going to go with that? I said, yeah, that's what that's what y'all going to go with. Yeah, that that's point, what we do. We, we backed off on they, they backed off on that one once they realized yeah. how insane that would be. But that's oh, what I'm talking about. That's the kind of stuff that you have to deal with. Like it's it's, oh, it's yeah, just sure. it's crazy. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. If, you know, we can we can tell stories. I don't know if y'all want to. Do yeah, that I've not, got some wing on the wing on roll with But I did mention Peter that there were certain things that I wish that me and you were doing the show together that we could talk about mm-hmm. something grizzly related that I've always wanted to hear your opinion on. I know you've kind of spoke. I've, I've read your tweets about it, but I want to hear these things coming to your mouth. You talked about how this has been a crazy season. One of the craziest things, of, of course, is the John Morant drama that we are fresh off of. Uh, John's not been back for a while now. Uh, seems like he's been back for a few weeks now, seems like. Uh, what What are your overall thoughts on the John Morant situation? And that what happened, but what do you think the future looks like for Memphis, John Morant, and the Grizzlies? Well, I think, you know, first of all, the guys, 
you know, he's 23 and, you know, we have to put all that in perspective. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are lining up to pile on John Morant and his family for a lot of mm-hmm. things. And to be fair, a lot of the behavior that's happened from his family is, is beyond the pale. Some of the stuff that's happened for his mm-hmm. friends is too much. Uh, and it's not helping Ja, it's not helping anybody. That's that stuff does need to be dealt with. But to take that and then to fold this young man into the mix, call him mm-hmm. the stuff that I've heard him called about being a thug or being a this or you know, being a, a, a people accusing him of all sorts of uh addictions that man, it's none right. of my business. I, people mm-hmm. that are, you know, I, I saw the press conference when he came back at FedEx forum. And I, I was just, uh, you know, I was really surprised at the language that was used and the insinuations about alcohol abuse to a 23 year old. Listen, Michael Jordan was out in Atlantic city getting drunk and gambling 12 hours before Eastern conference finals game seven back in 1993. And mm-hmm. I don't recall anyone talking about how Michael's got an alcohol problem or Michael's got this or Michael at the time. It was just, it's Michael. Now he's 23. He can do what he wants. If he, mm-hmm. if he has issues or problems, that's on him. I, I can't speak to that. And it would be irresponsible for me to speak to that. I think it's, it's ridiculous for people to try to put themselves in a position to be this man's therapist. That that's, that's for his therapist to talk about. That's for his doctor to talk about. That's for his mm-hmm. family the people that he's getting his, you know, all the therapy that he's getting, those counselors, those are people that can talk to him about that stuff. Nobody in this business can talk to him about any of that. And I think people need to keep that out of their mouths because that's disrespectful to him. Uh, He's whatever issue he's got is his issue. And it's none of my business to the extent that it matters to the Grizzlies play. That's something that the organization can determine and figure out and and deal with. Mm. But it's one thing for me to talk about, well, is he playing as well as he did? No. Uh, are there issues on the court? Yes. But does that mean mm-hmm. that I can start to insinuate, well, it's because he's got an alcohol problem or because he's got this guy? No, no, that is completely out of bounds. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's appalling. Some of the things that have come out of people's mouths, just mm-hmm. let this thing play out the way it's going to play out. What's what, what, should be the Grizzlies' responsibility level in 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 all of this, uh, uh, PE. Just in terms of, you know, I guess letting it get to this point with Jada. It's not a matter of maybe letting it's not the right word, but whatever their role is and not allowing it to get to this point. We you know saw the reports of the player only the players only meeting where it's you know they want to discuss his his road behavior. What what's what's their obligation in terms of helping him? reach the best version of him and, and avoiding, you know, future situations like this, if, if any. No, I think Jason, I mean, that's, that is the question that they have to wrestle with. And I'm sure they've been wrestling with for the last you know year or two with, you know, various incidents involving his dad and the, the stuff in Indiana and the, the, the stuff this summer and all that, there are things they're going to have to deal with, but that's true of, he is an employee of the Memphis Grizzlies. And just like anybody is an employee of whoever employs them, they have certain qualifications, things they have to do. There are certain uh, rules and regulations you have to follow to be an employee of that organization. It's no different for the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant. And if he's not following those rules and regulations, then his employer, the Memphis Grizzlies, they need to talk to him and work with him and figure out what has to be done. And if they have to punish him, if that's part of the, the collective bargaining agreement, which, you know, it is to, if it reaches a certain point, then then they're within their obligation and right to do that. But beyond that, it's just an employer-employee relationship. And from the Grizzlies' perspective, now his teammates, it's different because you are a collective, you're a team trying to achieve a certain goal, and John Morant is vital to that goal. If he's not performing to the standard that that team and the leadership within that team set, then it's on them to hold him accountable. And I think that to your point, Jason, a lot of people have done that. There have been some people internally that have spoken with him that are trying to hold him accountable. And he seems to have been receptive to that from everything that, that, that I have heard and seen. So that's it. There's nobody else, you know, that, right. it, it, unless it is a situation where like any other employer, if you have an employee that shows up drunk, if you have an employee that shows up high uh, when that's, you know, against the, the rules, if you have an employee that shows up, 
un, un, unable to do the duty that they are being paid to do, then yes, you have to step in. Whatever John Morant's problems have been, he was putting up all NBA level numbers prior mm-hmm. to this. It wasn't reaching the point where you got to have an intervention because this man, you know, can't even step onto the floor. Right. I mean, Allen right. Iverson was an incredible player. And if you talked about people that saw him off the court, he was an incredible partier. And he right. balanced that. Now, did that affect his career longevity? Maybe. And that's something that the organization will probably talk to him about. But these are adults, man. These, this isn't a high school. I can't, I can't stress enough that people want to get involved in this, these, these guys as if they are high schoolers and they're not, these are professionals. The organization will figure it out. John Moran will figure it out. He's getting therapy. He's getting help to figure it out. I, I trust that that'll be the case. I, I just, everybody's growth is different, man. Everybody's life is yeah. different. Some people are yeah. super mature at 23. Some people are kids at 40. I, you know, that's just, that's how right. it goes. Mm-hmm. You made some very good points for sure uh, regarding job. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And uh, we, of course, have Peter Edmiston here, uh, formula of the uh, Grind Time show on <laughs> Sports 26 Grind Time. I'm sorry. It's been a while, Peter, since I uh, had to call <laughs> you that You forgot out the name of the show. Yeah, I forgot the name uh, of the grind, show. Grind, hey, Grindville. Uh, grind, Grind, yeah. Grind, <laughs> Grind, Grind, uh, Grind, uh, Grind, 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 <laughs> but yeah, but we man, were thinking man, about the name. Of the show. Said, this I this man what... can't even remember the name of his show. It's, I mean, come on, this is <laughs> that's, that's why Jason. Does, that's why they do Jason and John because you can't forget that. It's that's just right, exactly. We, we, and I, but, I, but you can tell that we are a cousin of that show, Grind Season. Here, we are certainly a cousin of Grind. Right, Grind. Time. Oh, it's more than a cousin because I, we were contemplating like, hey, uh-huh. can we just take Grind Time? Like, I doubt Flynn actually owns it, so like, can we just like? I, I don't think Peter went back. Like, we, we thought yeah. about it, so yeah. yeah. I think I think you could. I think you could have you could have taken it. I think it could have been a hostage. Yeah, like half brother. Like half brother of that show. Yeah. <laughs> I but appreciate y'all sitting with this backdrop, with... by the way. It's expensive. I'm not. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. I didn't get that cool uh that cool script up on the other side over here. Other people do this. I don't know how they do this, but over here, I don't I want my script. Yeah, I can't I always get it opposite here, but I want my name in cursive and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, I got you next time. I got you. I got you. Of course, we're here with Peter Everson. Going cheap on me. I want, the, I want the whole full deal. <laughs> I got you, bro. I'm I'm my email it to you. You're curse on the show. Yeah, we curse. Come on now. You think okay. I'm on something that's like not on the radio? Yeah, cuss. Right. Come on. Yeah, come on, man. Okay, I just want. But yeah. <laughs> Poop. Okay. Make sure you guys subscribe <laughs> to the Grass Season Podcast and uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at the Grass Season Pod. You see our social media handles. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Odyssey Sports on YouTube, of course. And, of course, we have our good friend and guest, Peter Edmiston. Peter, you were just talking about John Morant. You are talking about the mm-hmm. all-NBA selection. That's been kind of a hot-button topic, too, uh, whether John should be penalized at all for the off-the-court stuff. And it's like people talk about John like he's been gone. He Like he was gone for months or something. I mean, John missed, like, what, I think nine games total. Eight right. game suspension plus the game he took off for as, as you know conditioning and whatever to uh, rev himself back up. People are talking like job was like gone for you know months. You know what I mean? So I think I me personally I think that all the will job make the all NBA team stuff is a silly discussion because even when I try to write down my list of guys, it's hard for me to come up with a group of six guards in the NBA that I have over John Morant. Am I looking at I mean, this? Am I oversimplifying this? Is this my own personal bias or what? I mean, it, it, man, it's 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 hard because, you know, first and foremost, I mean, just in a big picture situation, I think it is 
phenomenally stupid that the mm-hmm. media of the NBA has any say in whether or not John Morant's going to make 40 extra million dollars <laughs> because he's an all NBA right. selection. And he's, he's, you know, then subject to the super max rather than the regular max. That is a, like a complete conflict of interest. Like you can't, you can't tell me that makes any sense at all. Um, yeah. And then I see the new collective bargaining agreement that has the stipulation that a player has to play in 65 games, which again, you know, Jaron will only play in 64 if he plays in every game from here on out. Does that, you tell me he's not a defensive player of the year based on his performance and that one game mm-hmm. would make it, come on, man, it's, uh, it, we <laughs> overthink this stuff so much. The, the All-NBA award though, I mean, I, I agree with you in the sense of like, it's hard to come up with, you know, five other guards plus one that you'd have instead of Ja, that, that one extra mm-hmm. one. But again, is it strictly performance? Is it, you know, performance at their peak? Is it like the pinnacle performance? Is it strictly like what have you actually done on a game-to-game basis? Do you penalize somebody? Like, I look not to say that Mikel Bridges is going to make, uh, you know, an All-NBA team or anything like that, but the dude never misses a game. Do you give him a little extra bump because, you know, he never misses a game? He's going to play 83 games this year. He's played five years, hadn't missed a game. Does that give him a little extra nudge because you say, I appreciate that you are available? Maybe. Right. Um, you know, sometimes players miss games and it's not their fault. They want to play, but the organization holds them back. And and that's particularly true in Memphis where the organization is extremely heavy handed about, you know, holding guys back and holding guys minutes down, you know, Jaron, when he's not fouling also gets his Mm -hmm. minutes held down. Is that fair to him? No. Can he put up the right, can he put up the same numbers? Probably not as a guy that's playing, you know, 40, 41 minutes, uh, on big games and probably 35, uh, in, in other games. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I find the all NBA discussion hard, man. Cause I, cause of those, those things, like, I just think it's, it becomes silly. Like, you know, can we really like nitpick between like Damian Lillard's a great player, but like his team's nothing like to do what, right. what, do you, what do you do with players who put up big numbers on empty teams? Like, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know. They, like people are talking about Trey young. Like, I mean, come on, man. That team's been 500 for, four years, <laughs> Three years. I, mean, I mean that's do you give him any credit for now come on well, I you know no I, no it's just I think it's stupid man I, I think the discussion is it's interesting but I I think it, it it's it sucks that it has actual yeah. relevance to his money that that's that yeah. I think that's stupid like I, that's they, the they never touch yeah. his pocketbook that people it, like us are deciding whether or not John deserves 40 extra million dollars right. in his pocket that's, Here's that's my thing. I don't, I don't know stupid. Can, is that a CBA thing, or can the Grizzlies overrule it? Can the Grizzlies say, "Look, we're giving this dude"? No, it's a CBA thing. I mean, if you, okay. you, so you are eligible. The way the contracts work at this point, you know, you, you, the supermax is, you know, one hundred and twenty-five percent, or no, it's I'm sorry, it's a thirty percent or twenty-five percent of the cap for guys mm-hmm. at uh, in Jaws' position coming off of their rookie deal, but it's thirty percent of guys in that next, like when you're six to nine year experience. So you jump up a, a thing, you jump up a character. So go, you go from 25% to 30%. Um, if, right. if that were the case, that's why he gets that extra money. So they don't know exactly how much it's going to be. Cause it's, it's, it's all a percentage of the cap, but mm-hmm. it's at least 40. It'll be more than that. Probably. Um, right. It should never, it should never come to that. I, I, that's no. that, that to me is, 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 is silly. I'd probably, I don't know, man. I don't think if I'm being honest, I don't, I don't think Jaws, been quite at the level that I need him to be, to be totally convinced of all NBA. He's been, he's been fantastic, but defensively since he's come back, he's regressed in my mind. Um, the, the finishing at the rim is, is, is always been, he always has such a challenging time and he does, he makes amazing shots, but he has to also make right decisions. And and those have been a little bit off that the, the ratio of that's been a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, since he's returned. So, I, you know, we're, we're talking about fine margins here, but I'd say in my mind, I think he's maybe a little bit short this year. Yeah. Um, that's even, I'm talking about just even excluding the, the, sure. the I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm not so, factoring yeah. any discipline or anything like that into the mix now. How concerned are you four games left in regular season about offensive pecking order? I bring it up because we saw the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the comments from Ja after, the Clippers win essentially that, Hey, I got to get used to being, I got, I'm the third option now. You know, we got, we got, we got Jaron, we got Bain. And then I'm just going to, when I get my chance, I'm just going to take it. 
the fact that that here we are four games from the you know postseason and we're still talking about pecking order. If you look at that Bulls game, that ugly loss, you know, it's Jaron 20 shot attempts. Josh 16, okay. But then you got Brooks with 15, Bain with 12. So it gets a little bit off here. Uh, how concerned are you about offensive pecking order going into a playoffs that we've got some pretty high expectations? Well, I mean, I, I'm I, I would the Bulls game was definitely concerning. I mean, just in general. Um you know, I know there are reasons why uh, that loss happened, and you can't read a whole lot into it. Just Grizzlies on the road, though, have been bad. Miserable. Yeah. And and I think part of what you're talking about, Jason, is the reason why. You know, you have to have. I'm a big believer, man, that you have to have a hierarchy. Like you got to have, you know, Roman Reigns. You got to have a tribal chief. You got to have a head of the table, and you got to have the Usos. You know, you got to have. Uh, you know, solo. You got. I mean, you got. You can't have everybody out here trying to be Roman Reigns. It's not. That ain't gonna happen. Right. And, and you know, John Who's Dylan Brooks the, in that equation. Yeah, Dylan Brooks is like uh, solo. He's the one threatening to mess it up right now. I'll tell you he's kind of solo. He kind of has a solo kind of thing. He, he'll sneak up on you, and you know. I watched. Yeah. I watched Solo last night in the WrestleMania. I think Dylan Brooks for my. I think that's a that's a similar role for 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 Dylan. I think he yeah. could absolutely pull that up. But no, there's no. Jaws got to be Roman Reigns. I mean, that's long long in the short of it. Like especially in the fourth quarter, you know, you you can have guys that have big fourth quarters off of Jaw, but Jaws the one who has to set everything up. Jaws the one who has to set right. the table. You know, you can have uh, you know kickouts, drives, those sorts of things. You can have all that stuff. But Ja has to be the one that initiates. And that team is built around Ja doing that. Everybody mentally right. expects Ja to do that. And Ja sometimes has this, you know, I think, you know, and saying you and I talked about this a lot on Grind Time sometimes, where Ja has mm. this kind of false modesty thing sometimes that he'll kind of throw into the mix where, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I'm just going to, you know, I don't I guess that's just what it is, you know. I'm, no, he he knows. He knows in his heart. Yeah. Like, he knows you know, what, what, what the situation is. He knows what he's got. He knows what, what's going on. And I think he plays that up a little bit just to kind of um, mm -hmm. give the people what they want. People like, sure. uh, you know, a, a selfless star. And I think he's pretty selfless, but man, I mm -hmm. hope Jason, I hope that in his heart, he knows he has to be Roman Reigns. I hope he's the one that knows he has to be the straw that stirs the drink. He right. got to be the head of the table because I love Jaron. I'm the biggest Jaron fan you're going to find. Jaron is not, the head of the table. You know, I have appreciation for Desmond Bain and the numbers he's putting up and what he's done. He's not the head of the table. Uh, Dylan Brooks may think he's the head of the table and there are probably some <laughs> tables that he is the head of, but it ain't this one. And, and that's not the case. And, you know, the less said about some of the bench, you know, as we go through it, the better mm -hmm. in terms of that stuff. So I, I hope he knows. I think he does, Yeah. but mm -hmm. it is a concern, Jason, until you see it, play out in the playoffs for real, it is a little bit of a concern. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm going to throw out an interesting theory, but first I'm going I'm to wrap up the whole who's who in the whole blood bloodline situation. I think I got a better person than would. Dylan Brooks. I think Dylan Brooks is Paul Heyman. <laughs> because you, you know his value, you see his value, but you're like, all He's right, he wasn't here. Could we still pull this off if this dude wasn't here? You know what I mean? I think Solo's more of a Steven Adams because he's kind of he's yeah. kind of connected okay. through the tribal chief. They kind of yeah. need each other to get out, you know. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I think Solo's is Steven Adams, and I think that uh, Paul Heyman will be Dylan Brooks. He's the the, the difference is I don't think Paul Heyman – I don't think that Dylan is going to be the uh, the wise man or the advocate <laughs> as he was yeah. for those guys. Dylan is, is you know, you remember – I remember he Dylan saying – Nah, it's the uh, it's the big three, uh, me, uh, Jared, me. And, uh, <laughs> just, uh, you know, that's the big three, obviously. And uh, the other guys, I hope they could just sort of uh, uh, get involved and uh, you know, and yeah. uh, right. shoot their shots and uh, you know. Yeah. See, we knew who Dylan was when we Jaren, got uh, Jaren and Ja. What's that? I forgot the dude's name. <laughs> when we got Instagram uh, we and got, uh, you know just yeah. Balenciaga and. Uh, you know. <laughs> When we got uh, when we guys. got uh, oh, when we got Justin Winslow, you remember they they were oh, like yeah, Dylan, yeah, you know, yeah, they were like who yeah. starts? He was like, well, yeah. 
you know, Kyle could come off the bench. He's used to that. You know, <laughs> you remember that? Because <laughs> Kyle was starting whatever. Hey, it was like, yeah. hey, this man, Jason, I don't know if you remember. This man up here, Anthony Sane, he, oh, he went on his – he went on his. Uh, I you can tell people we talked about this, didn't we? I mean, I I, can, I don't I don't want to put, blow your spot up, but this man. What are you talking about when I went up to the press conference, the Grizzly press yeah, conference. Yeah, when you're on the when you're on the oh, Zoom yeah, call, yeah. when you're on the Zoom yeah, call, we doing, this man, right, this man bet, this man bet somebody on his uh, group chat. A hundred. No, that bucks. was on the air. Oh no, 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 he, no you asked for a hundred bucks to your uh, WhatsApp, right? Or your uh, or your. Um, no, no, that was like, on our show. No, I, I know, but I'm saying you asked somebody to send you a hundred bucks via like like. Venmo or something, right? Cash mm-hmm. out. It was it was a caller. It was the uh, no 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 no. no this is the... different. You think no? You showed me. You th- this man had a on the he somebody Venmoed him a hundred bucks to to do the Dylan voice voice to Dylan. He did. What? But it was a, it was one of our callers though, uh, Peter. It wasn't nobody. Yeah, I know, but you but you yeah. actually had the money. You show you you sent me the. Oh text. yeah, 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 actually, yeah, yeah. Somebody actually <laughs> somebody actually cash out this man a hundred bucks to, to go the on the, the Grizzlies. Ask Dylan uh, a question. Ask Dylan. And ask Dylan a question. Ask Dylan. As Dylan, I did. I don't remember. How did this work out? How, what, how did Dylan respond? I, I must know. He, he didn't. Said, he didn't, didn't realize what he was. I don't think he, he didn't realize what was happening. Yeah. It's like, do you guys? Do you, I said, I said with you, Don, Jaron, do you think you guys uh, can make the playoffs? He was like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> same language. <laughs> Oh man, he sent me the, he sent me the screenshot of somebody. I said, This is the easiest. Yeah, yeah, somebody you ever said, oh my god, you want me to go? I can, I should have done so job. Cool. Money. That money spent well, too. Bro. You should have called, you should have came in and jumped. That would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been golden. Seemed like a good game to me. Good game to me. <laughs> Oh, you mentioned Jaron Jackson Jr. And I know that you are a longtime fan oh, of Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, what's it like watching him? You know what I mean? You got, you know, NBA All-Star, all you know, first team all defense probably, possible defensive player of the year, depending on who you ask. Like, what's it like seeing Jaron turn into this player? And what do you think his runway is? What do you think his ultimate – what do you think he can turn into? Emotional, man. I just get emotional. I know, man. I know. It's hard. Give me a second. It's like watching all the sun out there. Like, like watching my boy grow up. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> my 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 little man's growing up before my very eyes. Oh. Yeah, man. It's like seeing little baby CJ just growing up now and doing yeah. tech and like a you know, little triple J out there just blocking shots and you know making defensive plays. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Oh, out there. Man, I love it, audience. man. I, I I you know I I, I sometimes uh, sometimes you get them right. I, mean, I saw Jaron was my guy from from the jump. I love Jaron. I love his personality. I love his energy. I love his uh, his way of doing things. There's a reason why he's up for that uh, teammate of the year award, whatever the hell that is. I don't right. know what that signifies, but I mean he's mm-hmm. he's a good dude. And then obviously defensively, man, he's incredible. I remember I sat down with Taylor Jenkins um, right before. The, I mean, literally right before the pandemic, like three days before the pandemic. I was right. I, I had a rare sit down interview for the Athletic with him. We talked for about an hour plus. So this, that, and the other. And he said, you know, Jaron's potential. He said he could be a defensive player of the year and maybe even an MVP down the line. And I thought, Oh, okay. Right. That's pretty big. <laughs> I, I yeah. love Jaron, but even I was taken aback. By, ain't by that. No MVP yet. Especially well, not back then. No. Hey man, who's he's the defensive player of the year. He's, he's, he is without a doubt the defensive player of the year. You can take your Brook Lopez and shove it right up your ass. It, it, it ain't it ain't Brook Lopez. It it ain't anybody else. I mean Dylan. No, it's he he is he single handedly changes games, and he has all year long. And the, the man is he's what was interesting. Now I, I will say this: to put my put my little um, analytic hat on. Not that. You know, Bears hat. You got to, oh, you have the Kangol on today, Jason. I don't know. No. It's not, okay. I'm going to put my analytic. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay. If I had, if I had an analytic, I'd put one on too, but I don't. Would it really fit uh, up, Peter? You, is there actually a hat that you could just like slide on and off real? No, no. Okay. No, All right. no it's got to be a ski mask, it. basically. Like, I can't do anything else. A, <laughs> I can't yeah, do anything else. <laughs> I'm like, too shy over here. Just, you know, and I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I can't see, I can't do that. I can't do the thing, but yeah, that's what that's what Yeah, I was trying to. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. My mouth didn't do it. But anyway, all right. My analytic hat on. My analytic ski mask on. Uh, I got to come up with like an analytic ski. Like it'd be my my little gimmick. Like my little you know push icey of analytics. Like you come in and just you know. That's well. Take everybody's attention. Anyway, I think. I'm curious because the Bulls, it was interesting yesterday, the, the fact that they had wings that were so potent and they really put Jaron in the mixer as far as, you know, putting like Vucevic out to force Jaron to kind of go cover perimeter mm-hmm. and put him in some short side situations where, you know, like on a strong side, he's got to make a choice between two guys. And they pulled him away from if he's got to be responsible for Vucevic. You know, Jaron's really at his best when he's playing center field, and he gets to just kind of be right. the 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 low the low mm-hmm. man and go in there and roam and and disrupt. Come be a weak side defender for you know this that and the other. The Bulls didn't let him do that. You know, they they really gave him an initial responsibility to go out and kind of dragged him away uh, from the areas where he could be most effective. And I, I feel like a lot of teams are going to kind of look at that, especially the teams that have some potent. Uh, wings with maybe a stretch. You know, most teams now have a, have a guy that can stretch you out a little bit and and, and go and, and force you to go defend right. him uh, as a big. I think teams that are going to do that with Jaron, that's going to be really interesting to see what the Grizzlies do because they did horribly with that against the Bulls. They had no response right. to it whatsoever. And that's the first time I've seen Jaron really kind of taken out of it a little bit. Um, I think he'll learn. I think it's a, it's a good lesson, honestly, to, to learn now as opposed to, you know, in the playoffs when you can't really make those adjustments. I think now maybe he can go back and take a look at the film and figure out how he can be as effective while also being responsible for the bigs that are kind of pulling him out. But yeah. that's something to keep an eye on. I, I love but man, at the end of the day, I love Jaron. I love he's, – he's, 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 he's incredible, and he's still, you know, a year younger than Ja, and he's still scratching the surface, man. He's, he's yeah. a – He's a monster. That dude is a monster. Well, you forgot uh, to add. Uh, go ahead. You forgot no, go to ahead. add NBA NBA PA Vice President Jaron Jackson. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's exactly right. On top of everything else, go ahead. he's a leader. Another, another sign of his maturity. Yep, his, embra- yeah. his uh, embracing of that leadership role. Um, mm-hmm. Luke Kennard, uh, did, did you sort of what did you expect? And can he be an impact guy in playoffs where? That shooting is whether it's helping you in the half court or he's hitting a big shot late. How much can a Luke Kennard help them in these playoffs, Pete? I mean, he's huge, man. If you look at the numbers with him and Bain together, is phenomenal. Great. You put out you put out those guys with Ja, and then you let them kind of now you may have some issues defensively a little bit, but I mean, man, what is he shooting like 55% as a grizzly from three? Oh, like right. it's, it's just insane yeah. numbers. Guys, you know, nasty Nardo, man. He's 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 out. He's outrageous yeah. to watch him do his thing. And uh, man, look, he's he's been better than I thought he'd be, Jason. Mm-hmm. I still think in the playoffs, you know, defensively, you're gonna have to see kind of how it shakes out with him. But I like the fact that they're using him, you know, not only as a standstill shooter, but they're letting him kind of you know create a little bit, let him drive. Right. I think that's something that Taylor Jenkins has always really emphasized in the offense guys that can do multiple things, you know, with the ball, you look at Desmond Bain, uh, downhill Des now, you know, people thought, Hey, this guy's going to be a standstill shooter and he's amazing, but now he's, you know, taking the ball to the basket. Now he's, you know, got averaging. He went through, he had like what, 22, five and five last month. I mean, you know, he's putting up, you know, big multiple type numbers. So I think the same thing's true with Kennard where he's, you know, for all the stuff you can say about Jenkins and his rotations, which are sometimes jacked up, and um, I think J- Jenkins' in-game management can be questioned. Mm-hmm. I think his personal management of players cannot be. I think he he gets he has he has fostered a really good culture, a really good group. Those guys play for him. He gets makes guys better. He has tended yeah. to improve pretty much. Look at a guy like Xavier Tillman, who would have been perfectly within his rights to just check right out. Oh, right. I saw Xavier Tillman. In September at the book fair at my school, his his daughter goes to the same school my my son and daughter go to, and my man was in the book fair line for thirty minutes just chilling, just waiting like like all the rest of us schlubs, and just you know whatever man doing his thing. 
he wouldn't probably think that he was going to have a major role in this team. Who knows? But he stayed ready. And now look at him, man. He's he's right. been phenomenal. So I, yeah, I don't man. know, man. It's just he's. I think Jenkins, for all of his faults, he keeps Both. guys locked in. Yeah, man. and he gets the most out of those guys. So, and I think that's true of Kennard too. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Luke in the playoffs for sure, man. Um, we are here with Peter Evanson, of course. This is the Grind Season Podcast. You guys are listening. However y'all listening to, keep doing it. Whether it's on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube, we thank you guys for checking out this show. The final segment of the show, Peter, we want you to join us if you don't mind, uh, Peter Emerson. This is a, a segment right that we here. call Let's go. Who Brought the Season? And we basically talk about who, uh, since the last time we talked over the last two games, which was a Clippers uh, win over the Clippers at home and a crazy loss uh, against the Bulls on the road. We put this out on uh, Twitter, Peter Evanson, to the people. Only had mm-hmm. about um, 33 voters today. Uh, the winner, or the candidates were Desmond Bain, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Mike Wallace. I put Mike Wallace because of the, the <laughs> Stephen Adams news that he put in. So I I, we, I, put, I made Mike Wallace a candidate. Mike Wallace did not win, but he came in second place. John Morant did not receive a single vote. I've never seen that ever. John Morant did not receive a single vote. The winner was Desmond Bain at 42%. <laughs> You guys can go against what the people say if you like. And the floor is Jason. We're gonna we're gonna start off with you. Now I'll uh, I'll go. It is Desmond Bain. It's twenty or more points in six straight contests. Eight of the last nine for him at that mark. Everybody on the roster has been up and down over the past six or so, but not Bain. Uh, three of those six were twenty-five or more. Seventeen and thirty from the floor in the two previous games. Obviously, the Grizzlies split, but. Bain is consistent as as you can, as a ham sandwich. Mm-hmm. You know, I know about you guys, but when I'm trying to save money, right? Yeah, man. I will I will eat a ham sandwich five out of five days mm-hmm. of the workout. Mm-hmm. I will come home yeah. and make a ham sandwich. Put that cheese. and uh, I do. A, I don't know about you guys. But I do a little bit of Dijon mustard, and I do okay, a little bro. bit of something. I know Saint don't like that mayo. He don't like that white stuff. On I put a little bit of that on there as well. <laughs> Like, I've, always, I've, I've always told everybody I'm a sauce. I'm a sauce racist, man. Anything, any white sauce, I can't deal with. That's you don't do it either, huh, Peter? I, that does that. not surprise me. Any white sauce, any white sauce I need my sauce. Uh, Bain is the ham sandwich. He is that constant right now for again a team that's still got. We, Peter touched up. You're still trying to figure some things out on this pecking mm-hmm. order thing. I don't know if, if it's Dylan trying to throw the damn thing off or if it's really you know, his job. I, I'm with you. When the time comes, I have the feeling that Jaws going. Pull the reins tighter and be the one, but uh, Desmond Bain, man, always there when you need him, like that ham sandwich for me. Right. Um, I'm going to switch it up. I will put our wild card of this week in. I'm going to pick Mike Wallace about the season this week. Mike Wallace to me was I remember growing up as a kid, Jason Smith, back before the uh, the FDA ever existed. Now it wasn't this long ago, but I remember you would get free samples of food that would come in the mail. It would be like a box of cereal or some granola bar or some candy bar. You would just get this unexpected snack or whatever would come in your I mean, yeah, come in your mailbox. You wouldn't even, I don't need they still do that. You, you, you still yeah, they it? still do that. They still do that. Oh, shut up. I guess I need like a house or to check my mail. You gotta, I don't yeah, know. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta sign up for it now, but but, but yeah, probably yeah, it. probably gotta live in a house to get there. But anyway, that's what Mike Wallace was yesterday. An unexpected snack on the side that came in the mail. It didn't come in the mail, it came on our television. Mike Wallace saying that uh, things are looking good for Stephen Adams. I am on record for saying that it bothers me how much of an impact that Stephen Adams has on this team. But I, I I give up. I concede. Bring the big Kiwi back, man. Bring Stephen Adams back as soon as you can. I don't care if it's in uh, if it's two games left, three games left, the middle of the playoffs. I don't care if you do it like hockey and just sub them in while guys are on the court. I don't care. I'm ready for Stephen Adams to get back. Shout out to Mike Wallace for delivering that news. And bringing the seasoning in my eyes since the last time we uh, we talked. And Peter Emerson, we're gonna talk the ball to you, my friend. We're gonna let you, man. I, for, well, let me let me let me just for just a second. I, I agree with you on the, tur- the. I'm more of a turkey sandwich, but similar. I could eat a turkey sandwich, and, and I do often eat a turkey sandwich. That's a mm-hmm. very common lunch for me. Mm-hmm. But I put like I put some uh, I put hot sauce on. I put like a uh, little Louisiana okay. or something like that. Wow, hot sauce on the turkey sandwich. sandwich. Spice and it up. I actually put it. I, I put it on the side, and then I dip the sandwich <laughs> into the hot sauce. Oh, That's He'll start like rolling them up. <laughs> 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 you dip it right in there, man. You just that's 
I did that today. I had a little turkey bacon with a little, little less tomato. Man, it's good. With is there real quick? Is there a specific type of turkey? Not the uh, the smell of turkey sometimes oh, throws oh, me man. off. Well, the smell of turkey. Yes, can the, throw the, me yes off. you are. Yes, that's a very observant point on uh, on your behalf, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, you can't. There is you cannot go with that bargain basement. Exactly. Land of Frost or whatever that, that yeah, is. You know, whatever that is. I can't be doing that <laughs> stuff. No, there are some turkeys you Land can't get. I cannot. Turkey ain't right. Those turkeys did not grow up in a that would you know there's about saddest turkeys I ever saw. No, I need yeah. I need like I what I can I I'm gonna tell you my secret. Don't don't be telling me this. I go right, I get the, the Costco has this big old turkey breast like this. And you got to cut it yourself. Yeah, I don't have a meat cutter. I'd be great if I did, but I got to just like a schlub. I got to cut it myself, but I do. And then I put it in little ziplocs and freeze them. And then, man, you could you take that and it's and that that turkey is ah, beautiful. You're gonna love it. Put it on That's a sandwich. Cool. Oh, you you. All right, so what prison player are you comparing to this bomb ass turkey? <laughs> Xavier Tillman. That's All who right. I get. Man, Xavier Tillman, I'm giving, I'm giving my, I'm giving him a lot of credit because that Clippers game, he was sensational. Now nobody, everybody sucked against the Bulls, so apart yeah. from Desmond, I mean, and he, and, and even Desmond was, you know, just okay. Right. Jaron, Jaron had 31, but come on, uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a meaty 31. The defense was problematic. Uh, Xavier Tillman, man, he's been amazing. I, I've, I've written him off dead and buried, and this dude has man, played his tail off for this team and has saved them on a number of occasions, including that game, that Clippers game. He was, he was outstanding in that Clippers game. He's right. right. I've been shocked, man. I've been shocked at this dude. He's bringing, he's that, he's that seasoning that you forgot about in the back. Maybe you got that little hot sauce container. It's kind of the back of the, and you're, like, you're looking for something. You're like, man, I need something on this sandwich. I don't want the. I need something different. And you rummage mm-hmm. through trying to figure out where's that. And then oh, all of a sudden, hey oh, man, I, I, I thought this expired. It might have expired actually. You know what? It's still good though. Hey, you check it up. Bring that sandwich. Nobody's willing to wait. I'm, I'm so glad you brought. It. It's just like the story you talk about him waiting in the line, man. Yeah. Dude, dude, just. I mean, but it, it, he's the he's the classic case of you don't have to you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. And and he Xavier Tillman's favorite. That's you it. Can't, I mean, you can't have fi- you can't have fifteen, you know, Xavier Tillman's right. and win anything. But one and and his attitude, man, his the fact yeah. that he's he's a he is he is a professional. That dude's a super dad positive. Through he and through, summer he's league. a positive dude. Yeah. He's just a good guy. Yep. You need you need that. That guy is 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 major a lot yeah, more man. than just what he's done on the court. He's been like a vet, like a thirty yeah. plus year old dude in your locker room. The way he's, he looks like one. Like he does. He does. He looks like he's about 35. <laughs> but he talks like he's about 16. You cut the back a little bit, man, with 35. Man. He does. No, he's, who's, who's more of a vet, him or uh, DeAndre Williams? That's what I want. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> who's older? Like, two 35 year olds out there. I don't know. DeAndre is older. Yeah, he's, he's way, DeAndre DeAndre, way older. Yeah, he's way okay. younger. Yeah. Significantly Dang. older. DeAndre. We got to stop with these college players being 26 years old. That's that. Yeah, man. Enough of that, man. Enough. Yeah. Enough of it. People talking about Stetson. Hey, oh, you're gonna be NFL players. We 20, he's about 35 years old. I mean, come on, you got right. two years. <laughs> Him and Chris Winky are out there. You, you go retire after <laughs> year that's one. Right. Winky, that's right. Baseball, man. That's before right. we wrap up the show, guys. Before we wrap up the show, I have to make a public apology and confession. Peter, one of our one of our most, I guess, infamous segments we did was me mm-hmm. clowning on the WNBA for three hours. <laughs> Well, mostly you, to be fair. I wouldn't, I wouldn't clown. I, you weren't any part of that, I'm sure. It was me doing it. It was me. It was yeah. me clowning WBA for three and hours. And I suggest Peter was, was redder than he is now, fresh off the hot sauce, because I was really just being an idiot. Yeah. I have been won over, and I have moved. I'm officially moving college basketball. Women's college basketball. I, I'm, I have to actually watch some WNBA to, to change my opinion. But right now, today, in my basketball pecking orders, Hierarchy. It's the NBA number one. I am moving women's college basketball to number two in my picking order. And I, and I would not be surprised if the WNBA either takes over that two spot once I watch it this year or it pushes men's college basketball to four. That's, that's a dangerous ground. 
But here I am today making that apology and resetting of my official resetting of my basketball hierarchy. Peter Evans, what are your thoughts? I mean, we're taping this during the men's <laughs> final. That's all I can tell during you. During the right? men's broadcast. During the championship game we're recording. We're showing you how much right now. San Diego State against UConn. What's the score? Flo- I don't know. Florida Atlantic right. and San Diego State. That would not have gotten a point zero zero one in December on ESPN two, and that's the right. national semifinal. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I can't, the the women's game had more had more star power, more swag. Yeah. You're talking about you know this I mean, Caitlin Clark wild. business. You're talking about watching these LSU girls just like take her you know out to the woodshed, man. This was that was that was <laughs> drama. That was intensity. That yep. man. What's the men? No, nah, men, men's game can't touch that. And did you see the numbers? Yes, ten million yeah. just about for for the final. Yeah. You know that 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 final got more yeah. viewers than any NBA playoff game outside of the finals last year. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I repent, man. I'm a believer, bro. Woo! That's big. I repent. That's big time that was right real, there. Man. Good ass basketball played over this weekend. It was, and they scored 102-80. I mean, that's a great game. Yeah. Why is the men's yeah. game still doing halves? They got court. I mean, yeah. the quarters. Like, like you're supposed <laughs> to have quarters. They got. They they they, they can actually advance yeah, the ball right. after timeout like Can't you're supposed explain. to. Men's game yeah. is stuck in 1930. I'm surprised that's it's. So I mean, coaching styles and everything. You don't have the peach basket up there. <laughs> Guys, wonder, you know, Adolf Rupp was able to do it for you know until way too, way too long in the game, man. <laughs> oh man! Well, Peter, we appreciate you coming on with us today, Bobby man. Knight, I'm yeah. great soaking people. Got to do it again, man. On, we got to do this hey. too. You know, man, I, 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 this is fun, man. I, I'm, I'm, I, I think I feel like I dragged you guys down to like lengthy. I took, I took your. I think Drew's gonna kill me in the in the producer spot, but. I did too much oh, fun, man. I hadn't done oh, this in a while, man. You gotta, you know, y'all, y'all just. Hey, man, that's why we. That's why we gave you time, man. We knew it'd been a while. We I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. It's great. Open it's great. Invite. I appreciate it. Yeah, open invite, yeah. man. We all go way back with you, so anytime we'd love to have yeah, you. We'll just send an email every week, and if you can do it, jump in. Hey, I got time hey, for that tonight. Hey, man. I, I, you, you, know, you know, I, you know, I love a, a genuinely. To our listeners out there, these two are two of the most genuinely good people that I've ever come in contact with in the business that where there's not necessarily a lot of good people. These guys are uh, checking constantly. We're talking to each other. We're, you know, these are really good guys, good family people, great kids. So, uh, man, I, I, you know, all all the joking aside and y'all are funny too. So that's great. But I just, I I, I like doing business with people that are good people and y'all are good people, man. Love you, bro. Same to you, bro. Love you too. Well, y'all for Peter Everson and Jason Smith, This is Anthony saying we're going to holler at y'all and keep grinding.